Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? Today we are together. Oh we are God. together in San Francisco at uh, probably this is our go-to bar. Uh, there's two bars that we go to all the time. This is in the top two for sure. I will say that it's not only two. I think that there is like many more. I mean, because we still like go to the Buccaneer, we go to the uh, Scenes. We yeah, go but to in terms of frequency, and... these two are the they're the highest frequency. Sure. Sure. We've been to Let's a lot of that. bars a we lot of times. We don't need to fight. We <laughs> don't need to fight. You we know, have very few precious like, hours together. Let's, let's agree to disagree and at least record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what did we watch for celebrating this happy occasion? So this was your pick, and you picked the 2019, yeah, 2019 film by Oliver Lachey. Oliver, yeah, Oliver Lasse. I don't know why I thought that it was Olivier Lasse. Oliver, I'm probably saying yeah, it like yeah, an ugly yeah. American. Yeah. Um, called Fire Will Come. It yeah. won the mm, Certain Regard at Cannes, and he directed Mimosa yeah. that we saw years ago. Yeah, it's like the episode minus one of the podcast. It was the last movie that we record about. And this director comes from your neck of the woods in Spain. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. From my home area, from mm-hmm. Orense, from the region. He's in not fact, from the city. It's not even in Spanish, as I discovered. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly, I mean, it's maybe an 80% or 90% in Galego, and then like a 10% in, uh, in Spanish. So we were talking about this before we started recording. Is, is Galego... Is it considered a dialect or it's a unique language? No, it's a language. Okay. It's a language right. the same way that uh, Euskera in the Basque country region and uh, Catalan in uh, in Catalonia. Sorry, yeah, Catalan in Catalonia. Yep. Well, this explains why I understood nothing in without reading the subtitles. Well, and they also have a pretty thick accent. You know, it's okay. a depending. That's a very interesting thing that uh, Galicia is not as big as uh, as Catalonia. And maybe like in geography, maybe like similar to a uh, to the Basque country, a bit maybe larger, but the uh, population is way more distributed. Uh, so uh, we have like lot of difference in pronunciation. Like similar to, for example, if you think about like the south of the states and the north, is like, they are like very specific signs on the accent you can on the lines. Yeah. From exactly. Yeah, 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 and this is a bit more in the Ankares, I think. That is like a Lugo, a region from Lugo, and they have like a very particular thick accent. So one day you and I will spend time together in España. Okay. But I, we haven't done that yet. Your part of the world is gorgeous. Oh yeah, Galicia Good Lord. is gorgeous. But it's there was incredible. snow. There was snow on the ground at, in one scene. Oh, there was? Which one? Uh, it's towards the beginning where they're like driving. I think it's when... Well, why don't I give the plot synopsis and then we'll talk. Um, well, so, should I actually say why I picked it up? Yes, please. I've been meaning to watch this movie like for three years, honestly. I actually uh, really like Mimosas from a visual perspective. I thought that it was not perfect. Even when I was the trailer, I was like, oh, this is what this movie was about. Yeah, it was not perfect, but you know, it actually has something, you know. And we was like several movies that they have been recognized as having something like Lamb that I feel like they have nothing at all. And I really wanted, I actually just made me refresh about like, hey, I still having words, Fire Will Come, Oke okay, Arde, in, uh, in Spanish. And uh, it was not in, uh, in any, uh, how do you say, streaming platform. And I checked the other day and it was in Amazon Prime and I said, hey, I think that I can convince Blake to watch this if it's at least free on Prime. Yeah, so you're not wrong, but you never have to convince me to watch movies for the podcast. No, I know. I know. Okay, all right. Know, as I long know. as you know, I'm, I know. I don't I know. push I don't back. Feel, I don't feel like Don't I'm make me watch that Spanish film. <laughs> Only Marvel movies. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so this was your pick, um, which means 
I'm going to give the synopsis, and this is a fairly... It's a simple plot. The main character is named Amador. I'm guessing his age must be around 50-ish. And as the film starts, he's being released from prison. On parole. On parole. Um, You're going to have to help me clarify my understanding of the film in a second, but he was imprisoned for lighting a fire Mm? that burned... Like a whole mountain. Yeah, like an entire mountain. Um, Was it ever made explicitly clear that he actually did it? He was in prison for that. He so, was in prison for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but did they ever they... show him starting it? No. No, okay, no we don't no know. Flashback. Okay. This is not a movie about flashback. This is like a movie that is like everything continues from beginning to the end. But end. we don't know if he started it or not, just that he was imprisoned well, for it. Probably he was in prison. It's because they actually found proof that he started the fire. You know, like purposefully, not as an accident. Okay. So. There is like a lot of stuff that I want to ask you later if you actually got like the nuance of some of the stuff that I thought that is like culturally. I know a bit more about like this type of characters, but it's like I don't know if it's actually something that, from watching this, you would understand like what they are like trying to represent. I feel like I understood the film better than Volver, but let's continue on with the synopsis. <laughs> okay, so the film starts. He's getting out on parole, Amador, and he he goes to his mother's farmhouse in uh, rural Arencia. Sorry. In rural Arencia. Arencia. Isn't that what? Isn't that where that part of the part of Spain? My o- part of Orencia? Spain. Orencia. Yeah. What is that? Where are you from? Orense. Yes, I can't say that. I'm American. Okay, yeah, no, no. What I mean, like, is that Orense is part of Galicia. It's the region. Okay, you know? so it's not Orencia. It's not Orense. Okay, it's actually it. it's uh, on the area of Lugo. They mention Ancares. So it's like a small village in the middle of Ancares that is like a, how do you say, like a mountain formation, let's say. Yeah. So Amador goes to his mother's farmhouse in a very rural part yeah. of uh, Galicia. Spain. Yeah. Galicia. Yeah. Galicia. And... Um, he basically just lives his very simple life with his mother. His mother is kind of emotionless, but she expresses verbally that she's happy he's home. And he interacts with former friends. He was only in prison for two years, which I think is kind of important to know. Um, but he keeps to himself. Um, I, I couldn't tell if he was ashamed or he was just hurt by the way people treated him when he went to jail, but it doesn't matter. He keeps to himself, even when friends invite him, hey, come have a beer with us, have dinner with us, whatever. Um, he ends up meeting a vet that takes care of one of his mother's sick cows. Um, and we just kind of see, as you said before we started recording, it's a slice of life in this village with his mother. And then eventually... And we find this out little by little as the film goes on. The countryside or the mountainside, because it is in the mountains, it's drying out. And and he's like, this could easily catch fire. At some point it does catch fire. And everyone in the town, not everyone, some of the people in the town turn against him, assuming that he was the one that started the fire that destroyed his mother's farmhouse. No, we don't know exactly the house actually destroyed the mother of farmhouse. You know, what it destroyed is the house like the that was ch- being restored. Exactly. You know, okay. like the one that his childhood friend or whatever, like people from the village, they are like just rebuilding for actually trying to set up an Airbnb and just trying to attract what we call like rural tourists in Spain. I assumed, As a way of revitalizing the village. I assumed his mother owned it because at some point, correct me if I'm wrong, he says to his mother, you're restoring this for tourists. What good come, 
can come of that, so I assume she owned it. But I thought that it says like they are doing that, they are okay. restoring it, you know, and they actually are talking about like we're also going to be like, restoring another one. But it's something that even the mother says that oh, what are you guys doing? If they were doing that in a house that she owns. She wouldn't know. Okay. You know, right. She may be old, but I don't think that she's saying She's not that old. So, um, there are many films that I feel, as they're approaching the end, I feel like this is the perfect moment in this film, and for whatever reason, the script or the director, they just keep going for like five, ten minutes, I'm like, no, you just should have ended. I have to say this film ended on the perfect moment for me. As yeah. a viewer, I was like, yes, fuck yes. We don't need to know any more. No, 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 there is no resolution. There no. is a bit more is that he is always tainted by something that he did years ago, and he will never be able to move away from that. He's always going to be like the uh, laughing stock, you know, in the uh, in the pillars. That is like people are not going to be like just letting this slide, you know. So it's like whatever. Even, even though they, they make it seem like they will, they invite him to beer, to dinner, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when this happens again, it's what they say is that this can happen. Fires can happen, you know? Is that they were like just super common. And the thing is, no, no, I was like, you remember like that Brazilian movie that we watched that I felt is like, hey, maybe like culturally, as we are not from Brazil, we may have missed like some of the nuance, like cultural nuance that they may be here. What was the name? Bocaral? Bocaral? Oh, it's so close to that. Yeah. It's a made-up village name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it doesn't matter, but it's like we actually feel it's like, hey, we were Brazilian, we understood this. It's like, maybe you we'll have enjoyed it more, but now at the same time, now that I'm watching this, it's like, hey, I'm actually understanding that there is, there is like some stereotypical stuff here that you are like from Galicia, you know a bit more. It's like Galicia burn a lot, say some leader, and they talk about eucalyptus trees. Eucalyptus trees are like the consequence of uh, all the fires that they happened during the 90s and the 2000s. I think that they stopped in the teens, but basically it was like the tree that it would grow the fastest. So it was like, hey, this all burn is like for us to just rebuilding vegetation as fast as possible. It's like they just planted, but the problem is that they are like a very invasive species and they can just destroy trees. And they actually describe it as, oh, well, the roots grow like this, blah, blah, blah. So it's a bit more of a, the same feeling. You know, about like everything burned, and now you actually have like this staple that is going to be staying there instead of actually having like this 600 year old, how do you say, like a pines and other uh, oaks and the likes, is that you're going to have eucalyptus that they grow like super fast and they They're like you weeds, boost, but they are like weeds, exactly. So it's a bit more about exactly what it happens with this character. They say, hey, I made a mistake, and now I have like this eucalyptus and like this, I feel like this eucalyptus for this village, you know. Yeah, uh, I didn't catch that. I mean, because it's a bit more of a... Hey, some people actually, uh, during the crisis after the European Union started and uh, Spain joined to it, Galicia was extremely affected because we were like cut back on our quota of what we could produce and we had like, a lot of milk and the likes. And it's like, hey, we no longer can produce so much milk. And Galicia, you know, and other like rural produce. Like Galicia was like extremely affected by that. So many people, many rural people that they were living out of this, the only solution that they had is like, if a fire starts in my property, I actually can get the insurance money from this and at least I can survive. Otherwise, I may starve to death because no one wants this terrain. It's gorgeous, it's true, but you cannot build there. You cannot do anything with that terrain, with that terrain. and you don't want to live there. That's the reason why the mother also asks, who the heck is going to be coming as a tourist here? Interesting. So, no, I didn't 
I didn't know any of this. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's a bit more is that for me, I think that it adds like to my view. I was like super like, oh my God, I love it because I'm familiar with all of these topics. I'm from this area. I actually live like the booming fires. I remember when I was little, it was incredible. It was like just a single forest from one corner to another of the whole region. And now it's a juicy green, but there is like just many areas that they are like just completely empty. That they are like just rebuilding with trees, but it's eucalyptus trees, so the, the forests are not the same, they are not as thick as they used to be, and it's a bit more of a the landscape has changed. The Ancares is a gorgeous area, but it also like suffer from this. And it's a bit more about like hey what happened to one of those people? To one of those people that maybe they started the fire because you know maybe the father died you know, and they were like running out of money after like all of these regulations. And he started the fire, he got out of control, because in those cases you don't only like burn your property, you usually just extends and you just burn the whole mountain. Interesting. So this this sheds light on context. I wish I had because um, honestly, I don't know if it's the optimist in me. But I assumed he was innocent and that because he never says whether or not I did it, I didn't do it, and I assumed he, we were supposed to wonder. Yeah. And so, did you see The Hunt with Miko Madsen? Uh, not yet. Uh, directed by uh, oh, the guy from Celebration. Uh, the other Dogma guy. Yeah, 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 like the guy, Tom, Thomas Winterberg. Yes, Winterberg. Yeah. So, um, that film is about And a man another round. Yes. Also with Mike Madsen. So the hunt is about uh, a guy who's accused oh, yeah, of molesting yeah, yeah, yeah. a child, but we don't know whether or not he did yeah. it. And I thought maybe that's the point of this: is that like, is he a victim of like yeah, groupthink? Yeah, yeah. But now this context provides so much. Well, more. but the thing is, like, maybe he had a motivation. Maybe he was captured with that. But it's like now he's tainted forever, and we don't know what motivation was. Is that I can make my own idea, and that's the perspective that is like from my perspective. Is like, is he going to be doing it because he feels like rejected? And he just want to see like the wall burn. From my perspective, is that I feel like he didn't do it, but he is like the song of his mother, and he's like, as the mother, as you say, is like she doesn't show emotion. For me, it's like every single time that she was on the screen, I wanted to cry because she reminded me a lot, a lot to my grandmother, and a bit to my mother too. So, so I want to be clear. Her performance was fantastic, and it's not that she wasn't effective in portraying things, but I saw her as a very uh, this word is nuanced, but pathetic in that she's just been. Uh, so she actually attends a funeral very yeah. early on, and somebody says, "Oh, I heard your son came home," and she said, "Yes," and Are and the happy? woman says, "I'm so happy because you've suffered so much." And I mean yeah. it pathetic in that terms. Like this woman has clearly suffered a lot. Yes, yeah, she actually rolled with the punches, and it's not about like, "Hey, I always come on top," and I'm super optimistic. Like no, she just whatever it comes, she's like, "God just pushes you down," but you have to just like keep going. And Resignated. she did that role incredibly well. In fact, before we started recording, I was like, is she a big deal in Spain? Because either she is a very old woman or she's incredibly talented. And you said she's both, actually. Yes, she's both. But it's like, this was her first role. And it was like a revelation. Similar, I think you remember, I know that you didn't like it, but uh, Quinte Cantara. Yes. Uh, we're talking that uh, there is these awards in Spain that they are the Goya. That they're like a this is like a cheap version of the Oscars for Spanish cinema, and uh, one of the words that they give is like a like a first time actor, like a revelation actor. I think that this is the same term here, no? Like a newcomer. Yeah, like newcomer, a newcomer yeah, or yeah. breaking onto the scene. Yeah, 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 something like newcomer. Like that, yeah. And usually they try not to give it to someone that is like twelve years old. 
you know, he's like, you know, he's like, let's just, no, he's like, this is they have a whole easy. lifetime yeah, to achieve. Yeah, he's like, they can just become a really good actor. But he's like, it's a bit more like, hey, this is the first time that someone does a role, and they may be 35, they may be 50, or they may be like 75, as this woman or 80, as he is. But uh, in Quinta Cantara, I don't know if you remember or not, you didn't like it too much. It's not that I hated it, I just was like, this is... this is um, Too melodramatic for you. It's melodramatic, and that's it. Right. I didn't say right. it was bad. Right. Right. Uh, in any case, like the, uh, like the woman that sings, like the other woman, not like the main actress. Uh, the one that takes care. The Wait. one that, does, that teaches the main actress okay, yeah. to actually sing. Uh, she was also one of these newcomers. She had never acted before. And she does, that, she does an incredible role. For me, it's like this is this is your your first role. What the fuck? So there there are many actors in this movie. Surprise! Yeah. Um, All of them, they are not professional actors. No. And I them. learned that from you just like an yeah. hour ago, and you would never guess it ever. No. They no, seem like this, professional actors. It's incredible. For me, it was like this is one hundred percent authentic. Is that there are like other times that you may see like a production that it tries to display what life is in some places that. This is 100% authentic. I've never seen a movie that I felt like, like this portrays. Is like this is feels like just like too. It's not like the Uncanny Valley. It's like this is actually like a documentary about like who, what would it be like just living in rural Galicia. The only thing that I feel like a bit like eh, sorry, maybe a bit of a stretch is that there are too many people for being like rural Galicia nowadays. Like a, that is like most village. yeah, most of the villas are like almost dead. Yeah, in Galicia. So. Yeah. so the the plot description was fairly simple because mm -hmm. not much happens in this movie but i do want to say um in terms of direction for me personally the pacing it's the good. scope of the story yeah. it's literally perfect <laughs> no but so it, i was thinking about it too that i was like hey i don't feel bored <laughs> at all you i never felt bored but it's, like, it's so slow paced it's so like reflective it's so intimate it's I don't know, like seeing them even like just walking with the cows or you know, like just like walking with the dog or just smoking and just looking at the horizon, you know, and just just, just wondering about like what is he thinking? You know, is he actually just building, you know, some kind of desire of starting another fire? How is he feeling like coming back to this kind of setting that is not exciting? It's not about like, oh my god, I get out of prison and I go back to San Francisco, or I go back to uh, Madrid, or I go to whatever. It's like, hey, you go back to this small village where there is nothing, there is no future, and there is no any, I mean, it's not that there is no magic or anything, but it's like... You're just what? going back to a very simple life without yeah. any... Um, any uh, deviations from like you know this is going to be your life you feed the cows you take them yeah, to eat yeah. you come back that's yeah. it yeah and i'm not saying that it's wrong or anything but something that i was wondering that is like half through the movie I was like okay i feel like pretty happy about this that he's not trying to romanticize that rural life about like oh my god i found the perfect place i feel at peace with myself it's like it doesn't do that is that these are like layman people I don't know if that's like the term, you know, yeah, like yeah. they're like simple people, you know, that they live a simple life and it's like actually fine. If I compare it with Lamb, I just feel it's like you're trying to just make them like cooler than what they are and they're trying to be like a more sophisticated. You don't remember, there's like one of the so friends. Much. Don't you remember? It's like now that I think about it, is that there is that similitude. They are also like rural, is that they have like the, uh, like the ships and everything and they live like a rural life, but it's a bit more of a 
sophisticated rural life that I feel a bit like peace about it. You know, a bit more. Like, hey, this is like super real. Rural millennial, <laughs> you know, and this is a bit more. Like, hey, they are like 50 and 70, 80 year old people that they live in a village. That is, it's not about like going anywhere or growing into something. It's just their lives. So I like that you use the word romanticized because the the word I was thinking about is there's no sensationalism. It's just this is life and it's perfect. Yeah, the only place, the only the only scene that I felt is that you were about to cross the line into romanticizing is when he's uh, going on the uh, on the car with the birds and the cow. That was a little too let's force a love story. Yeah, it didn't like playing, get there. No, it didn't. It didn't. And it's like it led you to actually like just interpret is that we don't see anything from Amador telling us that is a hey, I feel something for her. Also speaking as a gay man, that woman was clearly a lesbian. I don't think she's her. supposed to be, but I was like, oh, lesbian vibes. No, not really. I think there is a just a bit in Galicia. It's like women in Galicia I mean the thing in Galicia is that most families are like uh, matriarchs. It's like the, uh, the mother is the one that wears the pants. There were a lot of moments that really, really stuck with me. So I'm going to name one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, before, before you actually go. But it's like the part about like when they're in the car and they're like talking with each other. It's like, that's fine. It's like it's a love story. It's a bit more about like just setting bonds with someone. It's a hint has, of a love story. It yeah, doesn't yeah. develop. It's, like, it's a bit more that you have this clean slate with this person that didn't know anything about you. But the part that I feel is that this a bit romanticizes you that the next scene is like the song playing on the background. There is a bit more, it's like, hey, now this is not, uh, how do you say, like organic music. It's like now you're outside, so you wouldn't be like hearing the song and just like a first, a close-up of the cow, like for 30 seconds, and I feel like, is this romanticizing? Like trying to make it a bit more like, it's cool, it's the charm of the small things. It, uh, I see what you say, but this film never rises to romanticization is that a word or like sensationalism yeah, yeah. i mean yeah like there's making a hint, more like, out of it yeah like in a melodramatic think, way oh maybe this guy is gonna find some sort of flirtatious like uh experience with this woman he he doesn't at least in the tiny scope of the yeah. film we saw um I, I see what you say but i think this film managed to avoid all sorts of cliches all sorts of like expected plot turns yeah yeah, it doesn't give you, it doesn't want to give you a resolution or anything. This is a bit more is, hey, this is what happens to this guy since he's released from prison until this fire ends. So there was this, so my husband did not watch this film with me, but he was sitting on the couch next to me during part of it. And this scene stuck out to me so much, and I don't know why, but it's after Amador comes home and Benedicta, who's his mother, is feeding a cow just feeding it hay and the cow's super into it and she's talking to the cow sweetly and then she milks the cow and then um and i mentioned this to my husband i was like the director must have been so hard when this happened because she's milking the cow the cow steps forward just a little bit oh, and yeah, a baby cow yeah. the baby, and i was like that was pure luck and it made it into the film yeah but that entire scene, I made my husband watch it. I was like, look, I don't understand it. There's like a magic to the scene and nothing happens. Because it's real. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because it's that that woman probably has done that for 60 years of her life or 70. So it's it's and real. Looks, I mean, it's like, it's her nature. And basically. the director managed to capture it. Whether yeah. it's luck or not, like the director was able to perfectly... Yeah. take a snapshot of yeah, this yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, It was a bit more like, you know, is that sometimes we feel like when we are watching something, we are affecting that something. It's like, well, like the uh, uncertainty principle of, uh, of Heisenberg, 
you know? And it's like, in this case, it doesn't get that. It's a bit more, it's like, hey, I'm going to be like recording this. I'm going to be like just introducing like some very alien, you know, like uh, items in this like very slice of life scenario. And it's like not changing anything. It still feels authentic. It still feels like you are a voyeur in a very pure kind of manner. I completely agree with you. And I want to call out the fact that this film is not for the average cinema goer. Oh no, definitely it's... not. Well, I mean, are you ready for the questions? Because I think we can address this. Right. Would you recommend Bring it? it up. All right, uh, let me pull them up. All right, so Jose, yeah, would you watch this film again? Yes, I actually, yeah, okay, yes, I'm going to be like just going with this, and I will watch it in two weeks again. My answer is yes, I would watch it in two weeks, and I think the film is great, but it also helps that it's about 120 minutes without credits. If this had 20, no, it's like a, an hour, and, oh, an hour and 20, sorry, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the credits, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's an hour and yeah. 20. Um, if this had been a three-hour slice of life, I would be like, no, thank you, but this is like the perfect bite-sized look at life in rural yep. Spain. Um, would you recommend this? Yes. I already recommended uh, to my boyfriend. I told him, he said, dude, you need to watch this. You have already been in Galicia. He said, now you're going to be like getting a bit of uh, those, you know, like those outdoors that we saw that they were like freaking gorgeous and he captures it incredibly well. Even if, you know, like sometimes I just feel it's okay, that village is not next to that other village, 100% sure. But he actually like captured it in such a beautiful, sentimental way that it's pretty clear that like he loved and he grew with that landscape. And I felt it's like, you have to watch this. And sentimental I without parents. being trite. Yeah. There's no, 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 like, it's not cliched nope. in the slightest. No, it's what I was telling you, there is no romanticization. Yeah. So I would absolutely recommend this um, discerningly to people that are interested in film in a more, I, I don't want to sound pretentious, but in a more serious way, hey, do you want to see a piece of art? Like, because this is not yeah. uh, super satisfactory. We went and we saw the protagonist and the antagonist and they fought and the protagonist won the end. Mm, yeah. No, no, that's, that's fair. I would recommend it to my parents. So here you go. That's my like criteria about like, I think that this is a movie that I would love to hear what my parents feel about it. All right. Would I actually recommend it and just try to feel... I think that everyone can just read like the character in a completely different way. I Yeah, I would recommend this as a litmus test. I would be like, no, no, seriously, like, hey, you say you're interested in cinema, let's see if we react to it's cinema the in the same yeah. way. And if they, they're like, look, I, I didn't like this, but I found it interesting. I mean, this is an interesting movie to just see how people react, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so will you remember this? Yes, I think so. I will remember like just basically the two sentences that I gave you for the synopsis before we started recording. That is, a guy comes back from prison after burning a mountain down and there is a fire. That's it. Well, that's all there is to the plot. So yes, I will remember. I mean, I might forget like the, the scene where she feeds the cow, but overall I'm going to remember the story. Yeah. Also, I wanted to comment on this. The opening scene... Where they're like hanging like the uh, like the papers. No, where you just see the tops of trees at night and they're all falling over. Oh yeah, yeah, they're like bulldozing them. Yeah. I, I I didn't want to be too pretentious, but I was like, this is like when Tarkovsky just shows plants moving in the water in every single one of his films. I was like, this is so beautiful, and I don't understand why. 
Well, the thing is that they are preparing what they call like a fire stopper. You know. But the images I'm saying. Oh, the images are like just so amazing. Gorgeous. Even like the fire, I just feel like this is like a big kind of production that you have done. You know, it's like probably 90% of the budget going in actually just doing the fire, actually, not yeah. paying the actors, yeah. let's just be honest. But I have to say that I love, and I'm already giving away if I think that there is anything artistic, I love the cinematography of that first scene when you don't see like the face of anyone that they are like just passing around like the papers and all of those they speak Spanish they don't speak Galician yeah interesting yeah. because Galician is a bit more like just speaking in raw so it's not on the series it's common so the next question is yes is there anything artistic about it I've mentioned the word perfect like nine times in this review it's not a perfect film there are many things that are perfect about it yeah. the direction it's incredible, the pacing, incredible, the acting, yeah. and I think the scope. The director perfectly understood the scope of the yeah. story he wanted to tell. Yeah. No. All right, so is this a timeless piece? I think so, because actually, I don't think that you capture this, but at some point they talk about like the uh, Abel in Santiago de Compostela that they replace, and that was like from the 90s. So it's like, I don't think that it's actually even set to nowadays. They don't use a yeah, phone or I, anything. I caught that. Like, yeah. it was supposed to take place a while ago. Yes, there's like an event that takes place in the 90s, but I think the themes it explores, that's timeless. And that actually connects to what I was saying earlier, is that there were a lot of fires during the 90s that they destroyed, you know, like the whole like, landscape in Galicia. And they actually made an introduction of the eucalyptus tree. So now it really connects us a bit more about like that transition, you know, that we had and how people were thinking that rural tourists could actually just save it. There is true. There was a boom like in the late 90s of rural tourism. Well, 2000s in Spain. I honestly saw that like stone house and I was like, I'd go stay there. There is absolutely nothing around, man. But that's the appeal. No people, just cows. They don't offer opinions. They're quiet. Maybe, I don't know, dude, it's like maybe it's like I grew up with that all around, so... Yeah, it was I grew up in Idaho, there was cows and nothing yeah, as well. I don't well. know, dude. <laughs> when we actually go for Christmas, is that we can actually, when one year we go to Spain together, maybe for Christmas or something else, we should we actually just get there. Yeah, well done. I, I would look for the more, the most middle of the fucking nowhere surrounded by cows. <laughs> cows that I could find. And then we'd have nothing to do but talk nope. to each other. And cows. And Talking cows. to cows. Yeah. Maybe like just milking the cows while the baby cow oh. comes and we're like, oh my god, what is going on? I would love nothing more than to cement our friendship by milking cows together. <laughs> <laughs> I would look into it. Alright. Um, would you turn this into a TV show? No. I don't think so. There has been like a lot of TV shows in Galicia about like a slice of life, but they may always make it like a bit too TV. I don't think that a TV show that is so minimalistic and so intimate would actually work. So my answer is also no, but because of what I mentioned, I think the director perfectly understood the scope. Yeah. If he had shortened it, if he had expanded it, it wouldn't have had the same impact to me personally. So 120, 120 minutes... Yeah, perfect. It's um, not 120 meters. It's 80 meters. Okay. One oh, yeah. hour. Sorry, one 20 hour and 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, so, could this could this have been a short? Uh, it's a bit of I'm a, it's a bit tricky because I think that it's a yes from the perspective that there is not too much that it happens in it, but I think that it wouldn't have had like the same impact 
I think that it has like the right length for actually having like a bit more of a, a I want to display like the slow pace of life, you know, and in, a bit not the internal conflict, but a bit more in a passive way, you know, a bit more of, I think that we discussed about this, that is like, I feel like my family was always like a bit more introverted about like, sharing their feelings, and I think that this is exactly what you see in these characters, that they don't show it directly. We only see like small glimpses, but we don't see like, except at the end when this Ignacio gets angry and he's, you know, starts attacking the guy. But beyond that, these two characters, like the mother and the son, is that they, they don't show anything. It's like the worst, as you were saying, but nothing else. So I think my answer, I'm going to know. So I had initially wrote in for me, yes, but I'm going to change it to a no. For the same reasons that you could tell the story in 15 minutes, for sure. But for me, the emotional impact came from the middle, like, 40 minutes where you're just seeing what they do. And without that, I feel like the film, the story would suffer. So, yeah, the answer is no. Yeah, okay, cool. Do you think this could have been better? I'm going to go with no. That's also my answer. I, I feel like this was just... The film knew what it should be, and it became that. Nothing yep. more, nothing less. Yep. I think... <laughs> this is so fierce. Maybe like very stupid, and like we shouldn't be using this as a criteria of anything. But in a fair world, there could be like a criterion collection of this movie. And people would love this movie. I completely agree. I mean, this is the sort of film... So what I value about the Criterion Collection is that they gather academic essays and articles yeah. and they explain the film. I would love to hear everything that you just explained about the context of this film. Like, sell me that shit. I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel like there's like way more. And that's the reason why I was like, I, don't, I wasn't completely sure that you would like it from the perspective that like, hey, there is like way more nuance. You can enjoy it for the face value. Well, face value, you know, a bit more like, hey, I want to actually be on this ride with these people, you know. But it's like so slow pace that for me it's like, oh my god, it's like these characters, I know exactly what they are representing, I know this life that they are living, it's like this is not an exaggeration, this is not like a, you may have gone to high school, but probably your life hasn't been like clueless, you know, it's like you see that that's an exaggeration of reality, it's like this is 100% what that would be. One of my favorite lines in the in the movie is when he first meets the vet, the woman vet, and yeah. she's like, my family lives, basically she said they live in a city, but she wanted to live in the countryside, so she oh, yeah, studied to become a vet, <laughs> and Amador just responds, you don't have to study to live in the country, and I was like, yeah, you're right, <laughs> <laughs> you may be right, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that that line was good, I think that there were a couple of lines that they felt like straight from a script, that's one of them. The other one is he's talking on the car and he's like, oh, I like this song. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what he says. No, I like this song, but I don't know what he says. Like, you can like a song without knowing what it says. Which I also took note of because my husband, who's Argentine and speaks Spanish as his primary language, he doesn't pay attention to lyrics. Yeah. So he'll like make me listen to music and I'm like, do you understand the stupid words they're saying? He's like, you don't have to listen to the lyrics. And I was like, <laughs> But that's, I mean, I, I completely understand because for me, I grew up with the same thing, you know, and it's like I rarely pay attention to the lyrics unless I really like a song. And then it's like my brain starts like processing song words and then it starts like connecting. It's like, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't no, stand let's, this. Let's just go back. Let's yeah. just go back to not pretend. Listen to the beat. <laughs> Sally, listen to the beat. Yeah, that sounds good. The voice is nice. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so uh, I understand like what they say about like you can like it, but say at the same time, it's almost like just saying. 
you can enjoy life without like looking too deep into it. But doesn't that honestly like play into the metaphor you mentioned about um, like you may have a, a like an understanding of something, or maybe the lyrics talk you out of the, the value of the music, and you should ignore that part of of that and just enjoy the beat. Whereas this guy, he has this black mark on him that's embarrassing, and he would prefer people ignore. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I guess that before scoring, do you have? I think it's your turn for asking me. It is my turn for asking you. So I would like. <laughs> Are you going to go like with a movie before we record it? No, we recorded about this, but I can't remember if I asked you about it already. Are you sure? Because the movies that we recorded, they start here. We didn't record about La Ventura? No, we didn't. God damn it. And now, thank you so much for mentioning La Ventura. I'm going to be like doing this live for just like recording it for posterity. I brought you something for your uh, birthday. <laughs> and I want to give it you live, you know, because I know that that's like the only time that we didn't record about, you know. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm actually handed over like a physical gift I'm open. to my game away. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a novel. I had no idea. Well, I don't think that it's a novel, honestly. I think there is a bit more of a study of the impact oh, of the, the movie. Oh, the BFI film classics. Yep. yep. Well, now, now I'll finally understand why I love it so much. <laughs> We actually went there, you know, and they had like a series of books about like some movies, and they had like Ventura. So my boyfriend actually pointed, he's like, doesn't like love these movies? Like, oh, <laughs> you don't know how much. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you very much. This yeah. is a perfect ten. I mean, it's no Fight Club, but it's. Oh yeah, yeah but ask me about what like, I remember to Aventura because as this movie that it can be summarized with two sentences, I can summarize that movie with two sentences. Right, and this one right. lasts three hours. The question, the question is Aventura. What do you remember about Aventura? So in this so-called masterpiece about Antonio from Antonioni, we have like a very like nice people, you know, like rich people from Italy that they are like having fun in a boat. And they actually stopping an island in the middle of the, of the Mediterranean. Like a tiny little... A tiny little island, yeah. And uh, then one of them actually disappears. And it's got the beginning is like they start like just searching for her. They actually go to the closest city, like trying to see if she actually, I don't know, like someone like just getting like about right. And uh, they start forgetting about her while actually like the uh, like the main girl starts a romance with the girl, the... Uh, the Sorry, the boyfriend of the girl that disappeared. Okay, I'm impressed. You yeah. remembered a lot. That, that's that's, the, that's the gist, you know. It's a bit more about like this, the swallowness of these, like, uh, how do you say, like, jet sets, let's say. Yeah, it's true. And I have to say that the, um, the reason I love this film so much is I watched it all the way through. I yeah. loved it. I immediately rewatched. Like, I literally started it back over and watched it with the commentary. Wasn't it like three hours? I don't think it was that long. I'd have to check. It's been like ten years. I remember I remember there are like so many scenes that they are really amazing about like how they're shot. I remember like there was like one in the hotel that she started like just looking for the guy, for the boyfriend that she's actually hooking up with some random girl that he reminded him of, uh, of his missing girlfriend if I recall correctly, as he started like, just walking in a scene, like coming towards the camera, but just stopping and just like super long-winded. 
I'm impressed. You remember yeah. more about this film as well. Well, I actually uh, studied editing in film, uh, film studies. Ah, <laughs> oh, so this is cheating. Like, ah, sure, Antonioni, sure. You may be good in there's this, there's this scene that the commentary explains to me where the, the new girlfriend or like the romance and the guy are sitting on a bench on a hill looking over an Italian city mm-hmm. and his view is blocked by a building and her view is not and they talked about the symbolism about how he's just completely stunted as a human where she's open and looking for new experiences and I was like "Ah, this guy's a visual genius (laughs) (laughs) no he's pretty amazing I mean that is like this movie is from well like 67 I mean it's in black and white it's at least well close yeah like they are not 50 years old Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> this is Antonioni. You can't compare that. Look what he did when he actually discovered color with blow up. <laughs> the same. All right. Nah. So, um, thank you for the birthday present. I of love course. it. And yeah. um, I can't wait to pick Love and Tour for one of our next films. <laughs> so it's. Time I actually to- think that I told my boyfriend about like if I buy this, he's going to really pick Love and Tour again. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not that much of a saint. Maybe in a few months. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, this was your pick, which means I have to score first. Yeah. I hadn't thought about a score before coming into this conversation. I, I had kind of settled on an 8, and I've raised it to an 8.5. It's funny because I actually was watching the movie. Somehow I was thinking about the score, and I was like, at the beginning, it was like, this is a 9. This is a 9. It's gorgeous. There were like a couple of things that I didn't like. That is scene with the cow, you know, like... You didn't like it? I, the close-up, I feel, is that, look, dude, it's a, it's a bit more of an easy kind of body. Yeah. Like, the cow is not moving, you're like playing music over when everything else is like just really minimal. It almost feels like, hey, this guy is discovering something, you know, for the first time, that it may be love, it may be... And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like a bit more like this, a bit more like heavy-handed. The scene with the fire, I just felt like it dragged up. A it bit did longer. go on a long time. Yeah. So it felt like, hey, this has been like 30 minutes with the fire, and I understand that it's like part of the of the title, you know? The rebirth, or the lack of rebirth. Or... Yeah, so I'm also going to go with an, uh, with an 8.5, you know? I think that it's like a, a masterpiece. I would recommend it to almost everyone. It's not perfect, but I honestly think that this is an amazing director. Visually, in uh, Mimosas, I think that we both agree, and we feel that like the story is like pretty freaking random, and it lasts like way too long because he tries and he tries. Do you remember what is it about? I only because I recently watched the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that I, I, we discussed it. So uh, it was a bit more of a eh, this doesn't land. This one lands. Is not perfect, but it's like holy, holy shit. As I was telling you, it's like this is a movie that more people should know about. This is like a well-deserved and certain regard. Yeah. I agree. I, I think the director visually knows exactly what he's doing, and yeah. it's very impressive. I got like the scenes where the uh, where the mother is like just like walking around, looking at the uh, looking at the villas, you know, looking at the mountain. It's, it's incredible. It feels like so real. It feels like she's she's not acting. She's yeah. that person, but it's like it's pretty hard of being that person when you have like a camera and a crew. Like just behind I you. was shocked when you said this was her first performance. She's good. I mean, they're all good, but she I was like, wow. I love the scene when they are cooking. You know, and Aww, yeah, he's like sweet. just helping. You know, like hey, and he no, puts his just bread on the stove. Yeah, yeah. It's, that was nice. I don't know. I just feel that he has a magic. You know, it's like the kind of magic that is. I know this is going to sound like just pretty corny, but it's like 
the kind of magic that I like to see in cinema. Yeah, it I was just going to say that. This is like the sort of like experience that I love cinema for. Uh, it, it may not be something I can completely relate to, but it was an experience that's different than most most films I watch. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's more like you see the heart of this director, you see the heart of all the crew. Yeah. You see that there is like a story here that is like, it, I feel better for watching this. Yep. So, I don't know, I recommend it to everyone that is like listening, we haven't spoiled the whole thing, but I think that it's not so much about the story. Yeah, it's not about spoiling a no, plot, it's, it's ex experiencing what yeah. they show. Yeah, it's like every single like frame that is like 90% of the... Uh, I know that we talk about this in a ghost story, that is like 100% of the frames could actually be like a desktop wallpaper. <laughs> that is like this, I could say that yeah. 80%. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing, but yeah. Come on, so uh, what are we watching this? So, we're going to see what could be a polarizing film. <laughs> um, it did well at Cannes this year, uh, George Miller. Well, did it Did it actually like do well? Well, it was one of the films that was like, oh, I got a six-minute standing ovation. So, Surpass had like, what, 12 minutes? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing with Idris Elba. We're both fanboys of Tilda Swinton. Okay. Um, I'm seven? also a bit of a fanboy of Idris Elba. Yeah, me too. Oh, I just watched Beast. He was the best thing about the movie. Um, so Probably yeah. the only good thing about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> the only good thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We should talk about that. Oh, um, he's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that wraps it up. Cool, man. Well, to everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to us. And, uh, and also wash your hands, and, and I don't know when this podcast is going to be published, but Jean-Luc Godard passed away today, so... Oh, Let's just recognize his greatness. Why the heck did you pick up like something by George Milling instead of something by Godard? I've seen Breathless. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's fair. I guess that I had to spoil it earlier. Like we have to pick something by Godard. Yes, that's your turn. <laughs> okay, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Sam, bye.